This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Damian Bulwa, Metro Editor at the San Francisco Chronicle. Today on Fifth and Mission, banning natural gas. In July, Berkeley became the first city in the nation to ban gas in most new homes. But as reporter Mallory Mensch explains, the effort to fight climate change is stirring up plenty of opposition. Mallory, thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me. So Mallory, what type of stove do you have where you live? I have a gas stove. I also have a gas stove, which I love. I had an electric stove at my last home. This issue is so personal for people that uh, when people read it, they seem to have this really gut-level reaction. Are you finding that? Yes, definitely. Um, and not only homes, but I think a lot of the opposition has also come from restaurants, um, which really Where you use envision those, those uh, restaurateurs, the chefs with the flame. Exactly, exactly. So they're saying it's going to change the way we've always done things. Uh, so not everyone is happy about it. And some people have suit because they're not happy about it. All right. Well, let's let's start with uh, where this begins. Um a lot in the Bay Area, right, with cities deciding that, that, that they need to take this step. Exactly. Uh, so Berkeley was uh, the first um, back over the summer um, to ban gas appliances in most uh, new homes. And this set off a wave of similar uh, codes in cities across the area. And they all differ or some of them differ a little bit. Some don't outright ban all gas appliances. Uh, in Marin, for instance, they actually scaled back their ban and said, you know, we're going to let you have your gas st- stove and your gas fireplace because some people didn't want to give up those things. Uh, Wait, so Marin had a ban mm-hmm. even before Berkeley. Exactly. But it was so kind of uh, inflammatory for people that mm-hmm. uh, they pulled it back. What it, You said fireplaces. And stoves. And stoves. People really held on to those things. They really didn't <laughs> want to let go of them. Um, but in Marin and also some of the other cities, uh, some of them, they don't necessarily ban gas outright. But if they say, if you do use gas appliances, you'll have to uh, prove that your building is even more energy efficient. So you have to meet a higher standard. So not all of them are banning gas, but they're trying to incentivize um, people and home builders to make homes more electric. And what's the reason behind it, and and does it make a difference? That's a great question. Uh, The California Energy Commission says, yes, we definitely believe that it does, um, and that's why they've approved uh, some of these building codes that have come from local governments to them. Um, They say that about 26% of the state's greenhouse gas emissions comes from buildings. This is after transportation, which is the big polluter, and after industry, but it is the third sector. Um, And they say about 10% of those emissions actually come directly from space and water heating, which use the most uh, energy and use the most gas inside of homes. Uh, So they say that if we implement these new standards, we're going to cut energy usage. And some people say we really need to do this in order to reach California's climate goals of reducing emissions um, and uh, making sure that we have uh, cleaner energy in the future. Okay, so let's talk about cost because... You know, that's what people are are really affected by. They're looking at their PG&E bills. Um, you know, how much does it cost relative to 
putting in this stuff, uh, then ongoing bills for, for gas versus electric? Exactly. It depends on where you live um, and what your electricity and gas rates are. Um, it's also a very complicated question. Right now, there's a lot of different report reports out there that I looked through. Uh, some of them have competing information, maybe depending on who funded it or uh, what interest they have in this because it affects a yeah, lot of businesses. Yeah, because if you're against it, then one argument, right, is is that it's actually going to cost people more. And yes, so it's unfair. exactly, exactly. So what I've kind of summed up is that um, the price of the electrical appliances to gas appliances, so for instance, um, gas to electric stoves, about comparable. So you'll probably spend the same amount of money buying one, except for a water heater. Electric water heater is more expensive. Um, Multiple reports say that you're probably going to save money um, by not installing gas because it can cost a lot to actually get the gas piping and the main to your house. That can be a big upfront cost okay. um, to the tune of you know thousands of dollars. Um, so they say, okay, you might save more money upfront, but a lot of the reports do say you, you're probably going to pay more on your monthly bill um, just because um, it's more expensive to have electricity than gas. Um, so overall, it, it again, it depends on where you live. Uh, some reports I was reading say about a half of homeowners could save money when you look at um, overall, when you look at that you're saving money on installation costs, but you might be spending a little bit more on your utility bills. Um, so it depends on where you live and you have to balance it out. And, it's, and which reports you look at. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Well, I want to take a break. Uh, Mallory Minch is with us on Fifth and Mission. When we come back, let's talk about some of the opposition arguments that have, have come in response to this. And we'll also talk about another big change that's coming next year in California. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Damian Bulwa. This is Fifth and Mission. Reporter Mallory Minch is here. We're talking about a coming wave of natural gas bans that have people somewhat upset. Other people think it's a, a great idea to fight climate change. It's not surprising that it's happening in Berkeley and Marin County and some other Bay Area cities. So Mallory, there's a lot of interesting arguments that have come out. People are obviously looking for a wedge, people that want to keep natural gas. So I want to go through a, a few of those. Uh, first of all, there's a lawsuit, right, by the, the Restaurant Association. What do they say? Exactly. So in November, the California Restaurant Association sued Berkeley over their ban, um, their ban on gas appliances in new homes. Um, they argued that it would irreparably harm businesses, that businesses are used to doing things this way. It will affect cooking. It will affect uh, business and um, people who want to come to those restaurants in Berkeley. Uh, so that was their um, main argument there. Um, but some other arguments, there's also two other lawsuits by developers, so home builders, um, against uh, the uh, town of uh, Windsor and their gas ban. They also argue that it would add cost to homes um, and that it's not uh, offering enough uh, diverse energy sources for customers. And of um, course, Windsor right in the middle of the fire zone. Exactly. So this, is, this has been a big criticism that can we really um, afford to and do we have enough reliable infrastructure to go all electric? We saw the power shutoffs this year and expect that those will continue. Um, PG&E CEO said for five years, he said that this mm -hmm. week, uh, expect that. Um, so that in some ways, it doesn't um, provide another option for people to so say, people have heating in their So people will be pushed to generators, home. for example. Exactly. Remind us, though, during the PG&E shutoffs, did most people have still have gas on? 
I believe most people did. Okay, some yeah. lost it. And, and some people point out that even if, say, you have a gas appliance, you might need electric ignition to start it. Sure. Um, you know, a stove, you could start with a match, but a larger appliance, it's it's more difficult to start yourself. So you still might not be able to you use it. You still might be on that generator, which, of course, mostly uses gasoline. Exactly, exactly. Some other criticisms from experts um, also say that um, the electrical grid can, can't support it um, because of the power shutoffs. Um, they also say that California still depends on natural gas. So we have a ton of solar energy, a ton of solar production, um, but we don't really have enough technology to be able to store that when the sun is down. So we still depend on natural gas. Um, so some experts say that you know, we actually still need this gas to sort of bridge the gap um, in our energy uh, consumption. Yeah, and I think it's worth reminding people that, you know, in California, we've been pushing a lot of big changes, and they always come to new homes because you can't go into old homes and retrofit. So we've seen things like you can't put in a wood stove or a wood fireplace in a new home, but it it hits upon these kind of primal memories that people have, right, about, mm-hmm. you know, their childhood and or in some cases, you know, cooking Italian food over, over an open flame. Um, it's a very emotional response. Definitely. Um, and in some ways it does maybe change your life. Uh, if you do want to cook a certain thing, maybe for a gas stove, you wouldn't be able to necessarily do that um, over uh, an electric stove. Um, you could you... move to Albany, though. You could move... <laughs> To Oakland. You're right. You're right. You can move next door. You can still have that. Um, and with fireplaces, for instance, you know, I think there is a, a nostalgia there. And even if you have a gas fireplace, you can have the warmth from it. You know, you don't quite have the same feeling with an electric <laughs> exactly. uh, fireplace. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about uh, on that note, one other big change that you're writing about, which is with solar, right? What do new homes have to have as far as solar moving forward? Starting in January, California will be the first state um, in the country to require new homes to have uh, rooftop solar panels. Uh, This is for um, low-rise single-family homes, multifamily homes, um, and required for all of them enough solar to uh, be able to power your house. unless you don't have enough unshaded space on top of your house, basically, is really the only exemption. Um, So this will require, this will definitely add a cost on construction for homes, um, but the state has said that you could save time um, or you could save money um, over the course of your mortgage um, on those bills because you have some of your own power on top of your house. can get apportioned out over the the length of the the mortgage. Um, Is there any opposition to this one in the same way that there is to the to natural gas? It's not quite as controversial, um, but there is one option that was written into the building code. So this is a building code change um, that will allow uh, developers and home builders to uh, not necessarily put the solar on top of the roofs, but to connect the home to a larger scale solar farm, uh, often called a community solar, um, and they could get the energy that way. And this is more appealing to home builders because it will mean that it will cost less uh, for them. They don't have to put the the panels on top of the roof. Um, But there was only one proposal so far that was submitted to the state for review, um, and this was the Sacramento uh, Municipal Utility District. Um, And they said, you know, we can provide this. We can provide community solar for these homes. And the state has not approved it yet. So that's an option, and that's a lot of home builders are pushing for. They prefer that uh, to putting the panels on top of the roof. But as of now, come January, you need to have it on your roof. 
All right. Well, Mallory, thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Thanks to my guest today, reporter Mallory Mensch, to producers Karen Creighton and King Kaufman, and thank you for listening. Fifth and Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.